Hey, I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. All right, we are back, and I am doing my solo podcast this episode. This one is specifically about boundaries. I hear the word so much about boundaries, and I can't because I have to establish this boundary, or this boundary is really important to me. I can't believe my friend broke it, and I'm just tired of hearing the word so loosely used about boundaries, and I just want to not necessarily point out why boundaries are bad, but I just want to point out the use of boundaries and just to challenge your thinking of using boundaries and why Maybe you should eliminate some of the boundaries in your life. But before we get started, we start every solo podcast episode with a high, a low, and a buffalo. This is something that James and I do. Try to do it every night, but if we don't see each other or just need to connect, it's just such an easy way for us to highlight some things that have stood out for us. And so that high would be something good. That low is something not so good. And then the buffalo is just something simply interesting that has happened, good, bad, whatever. We're I'm such a big believer on the fact that not every conversation has to be rainbows and butterflies, right? I am such a big advocate on hearing the pain points. I want to know what the low is of James's day. And for both of us just to really reflect on our day and good, bad, and interesting. So It's been a minute and I was trying to think of something that has stood out for the last couple weeks in this high, low and buffalo. And for me, I did something really big that wasn't so at first it wasn't a high and I bought these pair of Chanel boots. Now, follow me out on this. These Chanel boots were something symbolic. I have been wanting to get better with money. I want to learn a budget. I have been wanting to save and not impulse buy. These boots really signify to me the fact that I am buying them. I can buy them because I can. You know, these boots really signify to me not just a pair of boots. They turn into a high. At first, I was really upset to get rid of these boots, not going to lie. I bought them. I was so excited. But James and I made a goal to watch our spending and to be more intentional. You know, me coaching, I have to practice what I preach. And just because I can go shopping doesn't mean I can. And so I held on to these boots for two weeks, you guys. Two weeks I held on to these boots because I wanted to keep them. And I also wanted to give them back. I wanted to really bring these boots into my home with purpose and intention and really love them. And I have been really working on my intentionality with money, green energy, finances. 
I have some lofty goals for 2024 and I don't want to wait till 2024 to essentially start my green goals. And so that being said, I was looking at these boots and I was like, gosh, I love them, but they're turning on me like shopping and bringing home things like a beautiful pair of Chanel boots. Like you guys, they were so cool, white and black. I was trying to justify. I was like, oh, I don't have anything like this. I was really trying to force them to make it feel right in my life. And, you know, I used to love bringing home nice things. It doesn't even have to be nice. It could just be the art of just swiping the card, essentially. And I looked at these boots different. And this was the first time. And I'm like, wait, I'm changing. They don't bring me the same amount of joy as what they used to. Shopping, in in essence. But these boots, follow me out. These boots were symbolic to me. Like, I knew that giving them back was the moment I grew and I'm graduated or graduating from like having trouble with saying no. And so for me, this was not such a high at the moment, but looking back and dropping them off to FedEx to return was really something that I felt good about and I was at peace with. And yeah, it took me two and a half weeks to really sit with these boots and to acknowledge and understand what they did for me was more than just about buying. I was using these boots as a piece to prove myself, as a way to boost my ego. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I am going to practice what I preach in my life and I want to constantly keep evolving and keep getting better and grow as a person, These boots, by me giving them back, I mean, to me, giving them back was really giving back to myself, rewarding myself with, I am not getting ruled by purchases. I am not getting swooned by every single thing that I want. And, you know, we are very blessed, very fortunate, but that's still something that bothered me as I couldn't say no. It's just like when drinking, you can't say no to that drink. But the first time you put down that drink and say no and swap it out for a seltzer or just water, gosh, you won the lottery. Like mentally, emotionally, I felt like me giving back those boots. I won it. I finally said no to the short-term gain. And I said yes to this long-term Courtney that I want to be, that I want to show up as. But gosh, oh my gosh, it was hard. I had therapy sessions on this. I really wanted to understand why it was so hard for me to give these boots back. And I worked through it. And I walked into my office every day and I had them out, not out of the box, but still in the box. I wasn't at peace, but I had to, instead of just saying no, because, oh, James would be happy or James would be proud. You know, I've lived most of my life with proving myself and making others proud, but I didn't give them back. James wasn't asking me to give them back, but I wanted to because I wanted to grow. I wanted to grow for the future me. I don't want to be bogged down with all these shoes and clothes and the short term rewards or the short-term gains or the short-term reliefs that I was getting through saying yes. So for me, that was my long-term high. 
I showed up for me and I said yes to me, even though I had to return those boots. That was huge for me, you guys. And so I don't know if anyone can take away from this, but what are some things in your life that are feeding your ego short term and really not aligning with who you want to show up as in the next moment, maybe tomorrow or, you know, in 2024, I didn't want to wait to 2024 to get good or get good at my finances. I want to start now with the ground running. And so for me, it's not about look, I don't want to continue to look good. I don't want to continue to be ran by purchasing. And I have an episode on this episode seven. And it's about influencing and about money and about, you know, how social media has really swayed us to buy, really swayed us to make us feel like we need that thing. And so I unfollowed a lot of just shopping accounts. I followed a lot of things that influenced me in not a positive way and started following accounts that did. So I did a little audit. I cleaned up my social media following. I don't want to be influenced. And social media is making it a consumer world for us and makes us feel like we have to. And so for me, I fall guilty of that. I fall guilty of being swayed that I need that product or I need that journal or I need, I need, I, and I don't. You know, you guys, I returned the boots and I survived. And I don't even know when I would have worn them because it's been 82 degrees. So I was in, again, an impulse buy. And so I'm starting to listen to that inner critic or that ego that is so loud right now. I want to silence it. I'm not perfect, but I'm creating an awareness around the fact that I was controlled. You know, it reminds me of why I started 75 hard last year. I was a social drinker. I wanted to prove that I was fun and that I thought I needed alcohol to have fun. So symbolically, same with these boots. I thought I needed these boots to be better. You know, I am great just the way I am. You are great just the way you are without buying. And so for me, I am going into abstinence on shopping. You can go into abstinence on anything. I am putting the theoretical drink down and shopping. I'm saying no. And I'm I'm sitting with those thoughts. So that brings me into my low is I am so uncomfortable right now. I am saying abstinence to shopping, saying just impulse decisions like, no, like I bought a pottery wheel, you guys. I bought a pottery wheel thinking, oh, I want to do ceramics. I did it in high school. I did it in college. I was so good at it. Maybe I can do that again. Impulse. So I have this little diary that I carry around and I write when I feel uncomfortable. I am sitting through these emotions because I want to get better. So my low is, yeah, I am emotionally all over and I'm okay with it. I don't, I haven't done this for myself to sit in emotions, you know, growing up, being in the foster care system. And even after I have OCD tendencies of being perfect. I wanted to be picked when I was in a foster care. I needed a home. And so I had to put on this facade constantly that I had to have my hair in place, my bed made. I always had to have a smile on my face. I never got to feel. And so I am in a safe place. James loves me so much, gives me the, the safe environment 
to feel. I don't have to be perfect. But gosh, is it hard for me to show up? I am all over the place. I've sat in my car crying. I am breaking out. You know, my body is showing all the signs of processing emotions. And that is my low. It's going to turn into a high one day. But right now, I am just in the season of feeling. I'm not trying to rush through it. Again, Western medicine teaches us that, you know, we need to rush. We need to go fast. We need to fix. We need to solve. We need to just be done. I don't want to be done with my emotions. I've had to just push them away my whole life. And so I'm going Eastern medicine, which is the philosophy of going slow feeling, allowing time to heal you and just really understand myself. So that's my low. You guys, if you see me a little emotional or if you're in that feeling season, you know, fall, it's warm, it's cozy. And, you know, you just feel like you need to pull back a little bit. Embrace that. There is nothing wrong with you. And I'm and I'm preaching to the choir because I have to tell myself that too. I have to tell myself, you know, Courtney, you are whole, complete. You are okay to feel. I wasn't told that growing up as a child. I had to have it all together. I needed to get picked and to go into a family. And so those that belief system and those behaviors no longer serve me. I am cleaning up my life emotionally. I'm cleaning up the thoughts that weigh me down. And I'm okay with the mess. You know, if you guys, I don't know, I'm not a huge TV fan, but Ted Lasso. It's an, on Apple TV. I love Ted Lasso. The message is super powerful. And I feel like he says it's a prog mess, meaning it's going to be progress. It's going to be messy. And it's called a prog mess, which is it's going to be messy, but you know, you're making progress. So it's a prog mess. And I'm embracing that saying a hundred percent. I am so here for the messiness. I am tired. I am tired of being perfect. And part of that starts with, again, my high is not proving myself, putting the quote unquote shoes back on that shelf. I don't need them. And then my low is sitting with those emotions after I say no. And then that gets me into my high. So that gets me into my buffalo, not my high. I'm like, ah. So my buffalo, James and I, speaking of feelings, is I think this is all so connected and it's so beautiful. And this is why I love this exercise is it's super connected in this organic way. But James and I started going to group therapy. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong But James and I are both on this kick of just evolving and growing together and just coming together in life. Like he has so much work stress, you guys, like debilitating stress, anxiety, but he has those days of victory too. Like James is a Greek warrior. I'm not kidding. I call him my Greek warrior. That man shows up for our family and it's super inspiring. I never thought I'd be with a man like James. And he inspires me to keep getting better. And we both want to just keep growing together. You know, some of our conversations have been a little stagnant. He's been so stressed or, you know, me trying to control the environment of trying to make it perfect because any disorder to me is not good. I have to sit with learning that, you know, a messy environment is totally okay. And 
a messy environment doesn't mean I'm going to get sent back or he's going to abandon me. You know, I am working through my own issues just like he's working through his issues. And it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. This is why I love the Buffalo question because I don't need to put a bias. James and I did our group session with both of our therapists and it was really nice to have my therapist there. It's almost like I had a squad show up for me. You know, sharing my feelings is so new to me and leading with vulnerability is something that I try to do. And actually, I can't say I try. I do do every day. Is it easy? No, but I I lead with that. Vulnerability is my intention and we just feel better. Like group therapy we don't, we're not fighting, you guys. It's just, we're getting better at communicating. You know, when I see him anxious, I try to fix. So then we brought that to therapy. It's like, why do I try to fix it? And I got to the root of it. And it's, I'm expecting perfection. And when it's not a perfect environment, I freak out. So I'm learning as I carry around this little journal, I was saying, and I write down my triggers. I'm writing anything that is bothering me, anything that comes up for me, and then I save those and I bring them to my therapist. I was on my call with my nutritionist yesterday and she said, bring that trigger journal everywhere because I don't remember my childhood from nine and under. I just know I was in and out of foster care. I was removed from my mother. I don't remember nine and under though, maybe a couple memories. But that's if someone reminded me, like if someone said, what's your favorite childhood memory? I don't even remember being adopted. So that being said, these this trigger journal is allowing me to re go back into my childhood in a different way. Like I have these feelings. I don't know why, but let's reverse engineer it. So that's been a really cool eye opener. And so, yeah, let's get into it. I'm hearing the word boundaries so much with friends, clients, and even my therapist. Like, she's like, you need to set boundaries. And not that I'm like, what? Like, I don't believe in boundaries, but okay. And, you know, I'm here to give you my hot take on boundaries as a mindset coach and one that truly believes in living with life without labels. I think society puts so much pressure so much enunciation, I don't know the word, so much oomph on labels everywhere. Gay, straight, bi, I'm American, I'm I'm this, I'm a lawyer. Like, I have my boundaries. Like, there's just so much labeling out there. So this is my hot take really on not having boundaries. You know, it's truly changed my life, not only with quality, but how I can be more free and actually live life speaking with truth. That's really essentially if you eliminate the word boundaries, it really is just speaking your truth. If you spoke your truth more, would you have any boundaries? I'm curious. For instance, if you had a technology boundary, right? don't touch my phone or I'm not answering emails. That's just a boundary. I'm just going to have it. Or you just say, respond in an email or text saying, hey, I don't answer my phone between 8 and 12, right? Best time to reach me is at this time. That's speaking your truth. So I think this term boundaries is actually this symbolic wall that we put up, boundaries. 
And that's what I'm going over today. It's short and sweet, but I definitely believe that if we eliminate the word boundaries from our vocabulary, we can live this more freeing life and with quality and intentionality. I totally agree with the importance of boundaries, though, and I totally get how it helps some people live their lives more authentically. However, I also believe that my approach towards boundaries should be more about creating a fulfilling life rather than living by these limitations that we're creating. So let me just leave you with that while we get into it. I just, rather than having these boundaries, I'm all about creating a positive, fulfilling life rather than setting these limitations. So people, some common misconceptions are boundaries are not about being selfish or closing ourselves off from others. Instead, they're about creating healthy relationships with ourselves and others. And I'm huge on that. You know, when we create healthy relationships, it's a two-way street. Boundaries are allowing you to create that wall. But if we just had the conversation and it was fluid, we're really creating this free relationship because essentially our happiness is everyone else's happiness and your friend or your sibling or your coworker, their happiness is your happiness too. I mean, you can dissect that as much as you want, but if you keep it light, essentially everyone else's happiness is ours. So when we set these boundaries, some people see it as, you know, helping us prioritize our needs and values, and they prevent us from getting caught up in other people's expectations or dramas. You know, some people use boundaries to help communicate more honestly and effectively with others. But by being clear about our boundaries, we can avoid misunderstandings and conflicts. And some of these things are why people have boundaries. Other people might have boundaries to use and as an excuse to avoid challenging situations. I believe that they should empower face-to-face conversations. You know, some people are like, I'm not good at talking to other people. Well, then they set that boundary. So it's really questioning what that boundary does for you and why you have that boundary. Are you avoiding? Are you putting a wall up? Have you been hurt by someone? Past relationships being burned? And, you know, a lot of boundaries I see are being created out of fear, pain, disgruntled relationships, avoidance, right? I said that, but that's a big one. Boundaries are not fixed or universal. So remember that, you know, you might have a boundary that's like, I don't date men that want to sleep on the first night right? That's a boundary. But is it a wall? And why do you have that wall up? I used to put boundaries on myself all the time. And I found that I kept myself in this box, put myself in this box of the guy never called me back. So I'm going to set a boundary that I'm not going to sleep with a guy on the first night. You know, you can adjust your life. These boundaries aren't hard, drawn lines in the sand. You know, some people, I had a client bring me a three-page PDF on, you know, the certain type of guy they're going to marry. Wow. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. A three-page PDF on their dream guy. What if one thing wasn't on the list that they didn't think of? You betcha they didn't date that guy. They didn't pursue him. Isn't that insane? I hope that if anyone has a list, that they question why they even have that list in the first place, you know? Think about it. What if there's something not on that list that you didn't even know you wanted? Why have that boundary? 
And then going back to the truth piece, if we just spoke that truth, think about how more freeing you feel. You're not bound to boundaries because it's easier for you to communicate. And I kind of put together a list of boundaries, types of boundaries. So we got our physical boundaries, feeling uncomfortable when someone stands too close. So that's like personal space and touch, not wanting to be hugged. Emotional boundaries, right? Feelings and emotions. So not allowing someone to belittle by saying, I am allowed to feel this way. Empathetic is sympathizing with a friend's difficult situation without taking on their emotional burden. That's, that's, I'm struggling with that one myself. (laughs) And then we have mental boundaries, you know, thoughts and beliefs, politely declining to engage in a discussion that challenges your core beliefs. Like if the politics are coming up, encourage hearing someone's perspective. These boundaries limit us from learning. These boundaries limit us to keep thinking the way we think. I know some people might not like that, and I don't feel the need to email me on that one. But then there's also another mental boundary is intellectual independence, you know, standing firm on your opinion during a debate, even if others disagree. You can have your opinion, but I highly encourage that when you have these mental boundaries to keep thinking the way you think, you're limiting yourself from meeting people. You know, if they're, I have to date a Republican or I'm only going to work for a Republican business owner or only follow Republican groups on Instagram, like you're limiting yourself. Again, these boundaries are supposed to be freeing and live this fulfilling life. I'm here not to persuade you. I'm just here to give you my hot take on boundaries and why you should eliminate them. You know, we have social boundaries, relationships, you know, setting a boundary with a friend who constantly crosses the line with intrusive questions or canceling on you. I used to hate getting canceled on. And so I always said I'm not going to be friends with someone who can't keep their word. But then I flip it back on myself. I encourage you to flip it back on yourself. Why am I getting triggered that someone cancels on me? You know, it doesn't feel good, but am I speaking my truth and saying, I love you as a person and it hurts when you cancel on me? I never did that. And so I held that anger inside. I held that frustration inside because I stuck to that boundary of, you know, I'm just not going to be friends with that person. But that made me sad because I didn't want to be friends with that person. I just needed to speak my truth. I encourage you to speak your truth. Again, I'm all about this road and this journey for happiness. And this one is a harder one. Another boundary is time boundaries, you know, prioritization, you know, reserving weekends for family and personal activities rather than work-related tasks. Another time boundary people live by is availability, not answering work emails during non-working hours. You know, these are boundaries to create healthier situations, but also I want to encourage you to question even those boundaries. Why do you have those boundaries? Do you find yourself working too much? Again, flip it back on yourself. Why do you work so much? What are you proving? What are you working towards? Are you not creating balance? Rather than setting those boundaries, I'm hearing that there needs to be balance in life, in that person's life who has to have those time boundaries. There's material boundaries like possessions, requesting a friend to ask permission before borrowing. 
your belongings or a shirt, or you might have that sister who always goes in your closet. <laughs> you know, we have financial boundaries. Politely declining a request for a loan if compromises your financial stability. I've had family members ask for money. And rather than having that boundary of, you know, I, I don't loan anyone money, it's, hey, I just don't loan anyone money. It's this truth that I'm trying to hit hard. If we just spoke our truth, and rather than having this wall up, take that metaphorical wall and take it down and lead with vulnerability. You know, I'd love to loan you money and I'm not in the right spot versus I don't loan money. That's so hard. If you think of it as leading with love and kindness, it's bringing someone into your world and saying, hey, I'm here for you and I don't loan money. I think that that's a lot kinder than just shutting someone off with this metaphorical wall of, you know, material boundaries. You know, we have sexual boundaries, consent, clearly stating your boundaries and expectations for a particular level of intimacy in a relationship. You know, we have intimacy boundaries, discussing and agreeing upon comfort levels, expectations. Again, why do we have these boundaries if we just led with our truth? I don't, I don't think that there would be such a thing as boundaries. So if you have that sexual boundary, you know, of discussing and agreeing upon comfort levels, it's just leading again with that love and kindness piece. I'm just here to encourage and challenge the word boundary being used so much and how can you bring truth and vulnerability into your daily practice, into your daily life and watch the energy around you, within you, Loosen up, free yourself. Oh, this is so cool. Um, last one, I have digital boundaries. So again, these are just a list of boundaries that I've kind of researched and put together myself based on clients and family members and what I've heard. And this episode actually took a couple months to make. So last one is digital boundaries and that's privacy settings or screen time. So adjusting social media privacy settings to control who can view your profile and information. This is a sticky one. Digital boundaries are so new for a lot of people. And back to like even my high low in Buffalo, like I was getting controlled by shopping accounts. I just was easily vulnerable to that and susceptible to, yes, I need that. So what can I do? I need to speak the truth to myself. Is it do I set the boundaries or do I realize that there's something underlying within why I had that boundary set? So for me, it was shopping. It was me that I had to prove myself. For me, I wanted to always look perfect. When we question why we have these boundaries, it often comes back on us, something from our past, something from childhood, something currently we might still be fighting, working for, you know, these boundaries, you take out the boundaries and really flip it on yourself and understand your why. Why am I having this boundary? Do I not have social media control? Do I want to gain more control in my life and not have this rule me? Right? Again, speaking the truth, flip it back on yourself. Why do I have this boundary? And what am I holding out? What am I keeping away from me that I don't want to speak my truth on? Today's world, we're so bombarded with 
messages about the importance of boundaries, from setting personal boundaries to respecting the boundaries of others. You know, we were taught that boundaries are essential for protecting ourselves and maintaining healthy relationships. I know I was. I hear it all the time. I even hear my therapist, you need to set a boundary with your mother. You need to set a boundary. It's ingrained that and when you have boundaries, it equals healthier relationships. While this might be true in some situations, you know, there are times when our boundaries can actually hold us back and prevent us from living essentially our best lives. You know, again, we're all on this journey for happiness, all of us. And it takes different people, stories, experiences. You know, one way that boundaries can limit us is keeping us from speaking our truth. And I know I've said that a million times, but I just want you, if you had one gem, how is your boundary that you have set? And you might have a bunch of them that I listed, but how is that keeping you from speaking your truth? You know, when we set these rigid boundaries around our thoughts and feelings, we may feel like we are protecting ourselves from vulnerability or potential harm. I mean, I've done that. I really had to work on the usage of boundaries. However, in reality, this can prevent us from expressing ourselves authentically and connecting with others on that deeper level. I know me, I want to connect with others deeper. I am searching and craving for connection. Hence why I started this podcast. I will only do interviews in person. Yeah, I want that connection. I want to lead with vulnerability. I didn't know what vulnerability was until I picked up Brene Brown's book, Brave, and taught myself what empathy and vulnerability is. And I'm still learning it. Yeah, I know. When we hold back our true thoughts and feelings, we miss out on opportunities for growth and connection. Just remember that. When you create that boundary, it's creating this symbolically metaphorical, whatever you want to call it, wall. What do walls do? They put something in between you and another thing. In this situation, it's probably a person, an experience, speaking your truth. You know, boundaries can limit us in so many ways. They can limit our experiences and opportunities too. I've noticed, and I just challenged the status quo of using this word boundaries, but when we set these strict boundaries around what we're willing to try and experience, we're actually missing out on new and exciting opportunities. It's so important. You know, it might be important. I won't say it is so important, but it can be so important to have boundaries around our physical and emotional safety. But we should also open the door to new experiences and just be willing, be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Boundaries keep us in boxes. I only like to go out on a walk on sunny days. (laughs) You know, I'm doing 75 hard. I have 10 days left. And it rained a couple days last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I used to only say I want to go on a walk when it's perfectly sunny and 80 degrees. I like walking in the rain now. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't do 75 hard. My point is, I put out that boundary that I only like this when I like this if this happens. How many things was have I been missing out on? How many things could I have been missing out on? And the rain is just that walk is another symbolic thing of why boundaries limit us. And we don't even know it. 
just challenge all your thinking. Did I form this opinion as an adult? Do I remember this from an experience in my past? Did I base this opinion on what someone's told me or trying to be cool or trying to fit in? Like we're all trying to fit in. But think of it this way. You'll fit in when you share that vulnerability piece. That vulnerability piece is what relates you to the person you're trying to talk to. You know, it might seem a little counterintuitive, but these there are actually some valid arguments for strict boundaries when we do speak our truth. And here are some reasons I came up with as to why people have these strict boundaries. It might apply to you. There's only four. You know, fear of punishment. When strict boundaries are in place, the consequences of breaking them can be severe. And so this can create a culture of fear, you know, where individuals are afraid to speak their mind or fear of punishment. You know, this cancel culture, people are afraid to speak. And I totally get that. I'm afraid I'm on this podcast and I'm like, gosh, what can be used against me? (laughs) No joke. What can be used against me right now? But I'm not going to live that way when I speak my truth and know that we're all human and we're not perfect and we're all evolving. That cancel culture needs to be canceled in itself. Another reason why people have these strict boundaries and you might, this could apply to you, is a lack of trust. I know I have trust issues. I'm working on it. You know, these strict boundaries can also erode the trust between individuals and businesses and coworkers and relationships. If people feel like they're being overly monitored or controlled, they may like less likely open up and share their true thoughts and feelings. You know, we all just want to fit in. And so what comes to mind when I say this is this culture of society of deems to be good or bad or acceptable or socially acceptable, right? But challenge that. You know, stifled creativity is another one. What does that mean? Creativity often involves pushing boundaries and exploring new ideas. So when we have these strict boundaries in place, people might feel like they're unable to really truly express themselves and maybe less likely to take risks. I mean, it kind of goes into the next one, which is group think. When everyone is expected to adhere to strict boundaries, it can lead to group think where people stop thinking critically and instead conform to group expectations. So this can suppress dissenting opinions and lead to a lack of innovation. Like, I've been there. I mean, what comes to mind when we do group think is the elections are coming up. Follow a different perspective. Listen to a different perspective. We don't even have to go politics. I think I said religion. I meant politics. Just listen to different people's story and be open. Again, be open-minded. Again, don't put yourself in the box just because your parents think a certain way. These boundaries can keep us down. So these are bigger picture things that I think are kind of cool to even just talk about, even think about, to bring to light. It's definitely, though, a delicate balance is what I keep like. like It just keeps like lighting up in my head. It's this delicate balance between maintaining order and allowing for our individual expression. We all want to be seen as who we individually are, but it's this dance of, am I doing too much? Am I going to get canceled? Am I going to? It's hard. My advice to you, if you want it, is get out of the people's heads. Get out of everyone's mind. 
Listen to your heart, like literally put your hands over your heart and do what feels right there. You know, if we got out of people's heads, how would we act and think and do? You might have a career change. You might be singing louder. You might dance because you think no one's watching. But when we get out of people's heads and into our truth, that's where I think we as a society can change and evolve and grow together as well as still be individuals. Boundaries is just a cool word to talk about. I think it's so used so much. And I'm and I'm not a basher. I have my boundaries too. But if you're a boundary girl, boundary guy, boundary whatever, if you just have these boundaries, just know that they can be helpful and harmful. Like honestly, like a flip of a coin. The tricky part, they can be self-imposed and societal. The limits can cap our abilities. And like the fear of falling short, getting rejected or being criticized, they can also be external too. Like when the society tells us what's socially acceptable, like I said, and what's socially not acceptable. I tried to come up with a cool example and I one that I came up with was, you know, where a young woman is told to ditch her music dreams for a stable career or when a guy can't express his love for fashion because it's not manly enough. So let's not forget the times when we convince ourselves that we're not good enough to chase our goals because of past failures or comments from others. I remember growing up and I didn't, I was in this box. So foster care kids have this over 60% chance of going into sex work, juvenile, criminal records. They're like, she won't graduate high school constantly. Or even watching the labels that you give your kids, oh, he has autism or he has ADHD or, you know, living by these labels. If we just drop these labels, I constantly was told that I, what is it, where you flip the words dyslexia. I was told that I had dyslexia. So I would tell myself constantly growing up, oh, I can't do this because I have dyslexia. Oh, I can't do this because I, and I kept myself down. I kept myself in this box. And then I started thinking for myself, so what if I have it? Says who I can't do it. Yeah, I might have to work a little harder. That doesn't mean I can't or I won't. As we wrap up this episode, I just want to talk about the healthy boundaries and they can set us free by protecting our self-worth and encouraging growth and fostering healthy relationships. But be aware of how much boundaries you put on yourself. Be aware. Be aware of how it's keeping you down. And maybe you label people outside of you. Watch the labels. Watch the boundaries. These are all metaphorical walls that separate us. And I'm not here to say, oh, no boundaries is a free for all. But I also want to ask you and leave you with speaking your truth, speaking your truth and get out of other people's heads. Lead with your heart. Challenge what holds you back. Believe in yourself. Challenge the self doubt you can overcome. Surround yourself with support. You want to learn a new instrument but feel discouraged? Find a group of beginners or an encouraging teacher. Being around others who are learning too can boost your confidence. I love learning. I love how much it humbles me. I love it. It's good to be humbled. We are all, we all started as beginners once, right? 
when you partner up with beginners, they're going to understand your struggles and celebrate your progress and providing the support you need. But lastly, be kind to yourself. Let's say you didn't perform well on an exam or you're speaking for your company or you're trying something out. You know, be kind to yourself. Instead of calling yourself a failure, acknowledge. Acknowledge that you did your best, right? Treat yourself kindly by studying smarter for that exam next time or practicing a little bit more for that speech or knowing that if you're trying something new, you're a beginner, you're new. When we let go of perfection, when we let go of like, oh, I'm going to fail, what if we made it, I just want to have fun, right? I just want to have fun. Then all the pressure goes away, right? Think about how you would comfort a friend in a similar situation and extend that kindness to yourself. Literally flip it back. As I end this episode, I just want you to think of boundaries like an invisible line that you draw around yourself to feel safe. Sometimes we draw these lines to strictly holding ourselves back by challenging our doubts, finding supportive people, and being gentle with ourselves. We can erase and redraw these lines in a way that really lets us grow. Be brave. And to really find true happiness. Thank you so much. I am excited to share this episode with you all. Let me know what you think, please. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there. Mm